0: Trigger warning The Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables, and I'm here today with another amazing guest. Today's guest is a co-author with me in the Woman Going Wild Wealth Edition book, and I've never met her in person, but we've become internet pen pals or Zoom pals. I think Zoom pals. Her name is Genevieve Searle, and I'm so excited. First of all, you can't see this because it's audio only, but she is a sequence hat on, and sequence like sparkle, is my favorite color. But besides her wearing my favorite color, <laughs> she's best known for being the optimization queen, and she has spoken on TEDx talk stages about how to thrive in an era of uncertainty. She mentors game-changing women in aligning with their uh, generic genius so they can actualize their soul's purpose. She's the number one best-selling author of multiple books, and when she isn't speaking on massive stages, she can be found dancing writing poetry, being a conscious mother to her three sons, ally to her lover of over 20 years, and generally just being fabulous. And I would agree, because every time that we're in the same Zoom room or chatting online, she is absolutely fabulous. So I, it is a pleasure to introduce to you Genevieve. Hi. Hey.
1: Hey. Thank you.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, genetic. Genetic genius is what it is. Uh... I think you said generic,
0: which is Oh, di- I did maybe, you know what? I'm not even going to lie. I have an ear infection right now. And I just like went to the doctor and I'm on a lot of meds <laughs> <laughs> and like did not sleep last night because of it. So she's not a generic genius. Well, she is a general genius and everything, but it's just, <laughs> sorry, genetic, <laughs> genetic genius. What's a genetic genius?
1: Yeah, so it's how people align to their own genetic genius. So I work with um, epigenetics. Epigenetics um, and, yeah, so we can talk about that because that's super powerful in the realm of resilience, like really stuff. Yes. Oh,
0: we have have so much to talk about today. Um, And I'm sorry for that because you're not a generic genius.
1: (laughs) No one's a generic genius. There are no generic geniuses. I love it.
0: I'm just a human who's bad at spelling and reading. But, you know, Genevieve, like, why don't you share your story?
1: Yeah, beautiful. I guess if we kind of backtrack a a bit, you know, we could backtrack a long time because I'm into intergenerational epigenetics, so we could actually go through ancestry um, for everyone. You know, everyone starts um, before they even were a twinkle in their mother's eye. And, but... Uh, For me, I guess my personal journey of discovery this life was, um, yeah, really after the age of 18, um, I was raped. I'd also been um, abused by a neighbour when I was four, um, but I'd suppressed that and I didn't have a recall of that until I was about 15. And then then I was raped at 18 and, you know... (sighs) It was a it was a really challenging time. There, there were um, the rape itself wasn't a hugely traumatic thing, but it, there was so much you know not compared to some rapes that I you know that we hear of, but it really hit my sense of self and the way it was handled in particular you know through no fault of, of their own, it just wasn't handled in the way that my system needed it, and so there was a lot of issues. Embedded in my system around self worth and value, and I became um, really quite depressed. I was medicated on Zoloft for a number of years and suicidal tendencies. I was always a court, I had eating disorders for a number of years, laxative abuse, um, you no know, really just participated in quite destructive behavior generally. And then there was a point when I was 21 and I was working in a place um, called Hamilton Island in Australia and I was lying in an empty pool. It's a resort island and I was lying in an empty pool looking up the stars and I realised at that moment very clearly that I had three choices. I could choose to continue as I was going, I could kill myself or I could get better. Continuing as I was going was a non-option. Um, killing myself, as I said before, there was just something. There was always just this internal pull, like this internal faith. It was like you no, know, things can get better. It doesn't have to be like this. And so that left option three, which was to get better. And it really was a turning point in my focus, where I started to. I, I just became relentlessly committed to healing. And I was dealing not only with um, mental and emotional issues, but I was also dealing with quite a lot of just chronic physical issues. And so it was this twofold path because even though my mum was a psychologist um, and I have a real grounding in, in that piece in my just life, but I didn't understand... Uh, we really didn't get for a very long time that the body and the mind are not separate. The body, the mind, the heart, the spirit, we're, it's one being. There is no, there is no body-mind connection. We're just one being, right? And I have had this cemented through lots of experience over time to really confirm that. Um, so it was this twofold path of healing, feeling, healing physically, my physical body and healing my mental and emotional and a spiritual being at the same time. And that was really decades of commitment of like uncovering and learning and unraveling and discovering and going down 7,000 different rabbit holes and finding all of the pieces. And, you know, it was this relentless process and in that process, I also then developed where I was going to go, and I started to become a therapist in a range of different areas, you know, of colon hydrotherapist, and then working with nutrition, and just working a lot with the physical side of things, and but at the same time, continuing my spiritual journey, and. But one of the things, and I think this is a really important conversation to bring into the resilience conversation, is around this perpetual quest for healing because ultimately I was coming from a place where I was believing that I was broken and I needed to be fixed. And I was relentlessly trying to fix myself and heal myself. And it really wasn't until actually very recently um, that I discovered some key pieces in that blasted through the falsity of that. But I'm just gonna, uh, so I'm just gonna throw that in as like a little hook, <laughs> and we'll get to it in a minute. But um, as I went, as I kept going, one of the things that I got to was epigenetics, and it started off looking at how our body is. So epigenetics is. The, is around the gene expression. So our genes don't change, but the expression of them can. And everything in our world affects gene expression. So at the time I was looking at it through, how does light have? What kind of effect does light have out on our body through the process of turning our genes on and off? Like epigenetic expression can be affected by light, or by the water we drink, or the food we eat, or the um, relationships that we have or thoughts that we think like everything in our world will affect our genetic expression or our epigenetics. So at the same time as I was looking at that and understanding what epigenetics were, I was also doing a year long shamanic mentorship with a mentor and I was tracking my mother line and that took me. So the mother line is like, I was tracking my maternal ancestry. I was looking back through the history of my mother line and really trying to understand who were the women who came before me down my mother line and so at the, that time they these two pathways that I was on kind of converged and I realized that there was something that that was like where I saw the intersection and that's when I started to look into things like intergenerational epigenetics so prior to that, I'd heard of things like ancestral trauma and how we can carry ancestral trauma. But to be honest, I didn't have a scientific pathway. And so I dismissed it out of hand, saying in my mind it was like, stop blaming all your stuff on everyone else and just take personal responsibility if you're in shit. Um, but when I ha- when I was doing that and studying this epigenetic piece at the same time, the pieces came together and I realized. Oh, this is the pathway for intergenerational trauma to happen is through the process of epigenetic imprinting and that's what i write about in the women gone wild the wealth edition is like not only understanding that but then how can we work with that to alchemize it and create new part new new epigenetic imprints in our own system so it's a really key piece and then the next really amazing piece. And this is now formed the foundation of all of my work is around um, epigenetic profiling. So we're all profiled. We're all, we're all wired to have a, a dominant hormone and depending on the hormone that is dominant in your system will depend on how we approach life. Now, for me, my dominant hormone is serotonin, which means I need more of it. And if I don't have enough serotonin, then I will get overwhelmed I will get, um, I, I need a lot of time and space. Um, I can really be uh, com- confronted with low self-worth issues and yes, I can lean towards depression. So when I understood that actually maybe it wasn't me and maybe I wasn't broken and maybe all I needed to do was take care of the serotonin molecules in my system, make sure I had enough of them, make sure I was looking after them and know how to do that. Like literally how to look after my, my body to be really meeting my hormonal needs, my basic fundamental hormonal needs, which is different to a hormonal profile. It's a hormonal, you know, thing that you go to the doctor for. It's, just, it's a different thing. Um, this is how we're wired from birth and early childhood. And we all have all of the hormones, but there are six key hormones that we're likely to be dominant in – One to three of them, and they really impact who we are, and they really formulate like not only how we think and see the world, and how we respond to stress, and how our nervous systems work, but also how our gut works, how our physiology works, how how our emotional body works, how we deal with emotional situations or challenges. Um, how we process information, how our digestive system works, like all of these things, and this is what I talked about with the genetic genius, is when we understand how we are uniquely wired, then all of a sudden we take away the, the, the concept that there's something wrong with me, it becomes non personal and it's like oh cool I'm feeling like I had it the other day I was just like I was feeling depressed I was going to that place where I knew I could go into a spiral of depression which years you know years ago would have turned into weeks months of spiraling downwards and really struggling to get out of that state and now it's like okay cool my serotonin's really low, right? Yeah. Okay. I've been really pushed, been really challenged. I haven't taken enough time to do the things that fill me up. What do I need to do? And I literally have now conversation with my serotonin molecules. (laughs) Like, Oh, Hey guys, what do you need? And they said, okay, so today we need time lying out in the sunshine. We need to do lots of tea, listen to music and just have a really nice day and not do any work, please. And so like, literally that's just what I did. I, I just, cut out the day and and looked after my looked after my system but it was almost like i was tending to these molecules like they're my little children i was like oh i'm just going to take care of you i'm just going to take care of you and it's going to be okay and you know really by the end of the day it wasn't completely resolved and there was still some stuff going on that i needed to deal with but my system was much more resilient because i'd looked after it in the way that it needed
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: I hadn't gone into, oh, my God, here I go again. I'm just going into like another depression, and how am I going to get out of this, and why do I do this all the time, and I'm so wrong, and, you know, that spiral of self-judgment and self-criticism, now it's literally, oh, hey, okay, cool. <laughs> serotonin's low. How do I work with my biochemistry to help me? And then from that place, then I do feel resilient so I can tackle the issues that I need to deal with yeah
0: blah 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 so there you go (laughs) wow that was a lot to unpack but thank you I think like there's a few different things I'd like to tap on so with like with you discovering epigenetics and and diving into that how has that made you understand the traumas you've experienced like your rape yeah um First of all,
1: taking away the, the idea that there was something wrong with me that was or that it was my fault. Or um, even it, it even helped me to have. I mean, one of the issues that I had early on was because I internalized rather than externalized, it meant that I went straight, actually straight to forgiveness and compassion without feeling the rage. Um, and that led to some depression pieces. Um Quite significantly, actually, so I did have to go through this the process of permitting myself to feel enraged about it mm-hmm. um, and and I working with embodied movement and ecstatic dance in particular was really useful for that. but back to the epigenetics, what it shifted was actually just putting. What? It, what it, here we go. I'm just getting this now, actually. I haven't been asked this question. It's a really great question. What it did was allowed me to go, you know what? Terrible things happen. Terrible things happen to everyone through their lives. We live in a traumatized culture. We are all, every single person in the world is traumatized. And if they weren't prior to two years ago, they certainly are now one way or another we're, we're just just traumatized people doing the best or the worst that we can and it doesn't really matter who you are you are not going to escape some level of trauma through your life so allowing that to be actually just part of the human experience and made it just lighter just just lighter and then the epigenetics then allows me to stabilize my system so that I feel a really core cool level of resilience and then that means that when challenges happen, when trauma happens, when I go through and, you know, I, I feel like I have processed the rape now but, you know, when I was unpacking that and it didn't carry the same density or punch because I could hold myself through it.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really beautiful. So if someone now is interested in learning epigenetics, not only is it a tool for the future, but it can help heal traumas from the past.
1: Oh, I've got full body goosebumps as you say that. Like, like, (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I love it. I'm a goosebump giver.
1: (laughs) You you totally are. Oh my! Yeah, my whole skin's gone gone on. Um, Absolutely, it's so powerful because, particularly for people who you know are in the the self, the internalization the self blame, the self the judgment. It's like, what if we actually, there's, what if there's just nothing wrong with us? What if there has never been anything wrong with us? Like for me, that was revolutionary Yeah, just coming to that really clear place, not a play. And it, and because it was associated with my biology, I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to tend towards depression. If I'm not looking after my serotonin and, and hard things happen, of course, Mm -hmm. because that's just part of how I'm wired but the beautiful thing is there's always a flip side right there's always you know there's always two sides to the same coin so yes I do have a tendency to lean towards overwhelm and depression Mm -hmm. and that's also it's also that particular wiring that makes me incredibly empathic it makes me capable of seeing a fantastic like really seeing the interconnectedness of things, really seeing the patterns of things, being able to hold really strong um, space for other people in their own stuff, being able to see the value and reflect the value that I see in someone else because I've struggled with worthiness, which is actually a core wound of serotonin-dominant people. It's like self-worth. So... Part of my gift is I see the value in someone else. I see the worth in someone else and I can reflect that back to them. So, you know, there's always this, there's a, This is the genius part. Like when we, when we understand that for every kind of, I guess, in inverted commas negative quality that we have, there's a, a direct flip that is also really positive and, and that we wouldn't get without the other that come together
0: mm-hmm. that's really beautiful so i'm sure our listeners are like googling or like pondering like more more information about epigenetics needs to be consumed if someone's new to this they've never heard of it or they've maybe heard about it and now you're piquing their curiosity further like what what do you recommend for those who are entering the world of epigenetics like what are the first steps someone who is curious should take
1: yeah, so the profiling technology that I work with is cutting edge, and I don't know anyone else. Like it's a it's a technology platform that I um, that I work with, but it's not my platform. So that platform is called PH360. Um, you can find it easily by just going to my website. It's probably the fastest way, and I give a little a brief just description at the beginning of that to help you kind of understand how it works and then you can link through there Um, that most of the epigen the information about epigenetics that's out in the world most of the books does not actually cover this piece this is really like at the forefront of holistic wellness and, med- and, and medicine and it's they're actually at the moment we've got unify peace week on and they have teamed up um pha it's now called precision health alliance have teamed up with unify and they're doing some incredible work with unify working with like deepak Chopra and the dalai lama to um really and it's on mental health so it's mental health week and they're um you know they're bringing this information to the world because this is the stuff that people need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like this is a game changer. It is oh,
0: honestly—it's a resilience tool.
1: It's a massive resilience tool, massive. And I know this year I went through like a real crumbling of my twenty-year relationship, and um, in most scenarios we would have either broke either broken up, left, or we would have gone into um, you know, staying together, but not either not really living our potential. You know, that's the con- conventional mm. cultural options that we have. But this technology allowed us to understand, oh how you know, we went I went into it so much more deeply in that. And yes, our relationship dynamic had to shift dramatically, but we've been we're able now to reimagine what our relationship can be. And it's actually feeling really exciting, but it can only happen because we now understand not only how each other are wired, but actually deeply understand ourselves and start taking personal responsibility for how to look after ourselves. And then we're now, and from that place we can love each other from a really free sovereign place. So it's incredibly powerful information. Um, But yeah, a lot of the information about epigenetics out in the world is, um, you know, Bruce Lipton's written some amazing stuff, um, um, having mental blanks here. Who else is?
0: Well, you, people can just come to your website. The link is in our show notes. Yeah. And if they're curious, they can probably hop on a call with you. And I mean, I think, I think there are people in this world who are the walking wounded who thrive on that and it's their identity. And then there's the people who are, you know, wounded and want to heal. And those who are wounded, who have trauma and want to heal, who are consuming the tools and exploring alternative ways to heal because traditional therapy isn't enough. Yep. You know, this is going to really resonate with them. And I'm excited to dive into this with you when the time is right, when I have a break from some travel. And I think it's brilliant, Genevieve. And so the show notes have, you know, Genevieve's link. So you can click on those, the links there and- and dive into her world. Um, do you have one last piece of advice for people who are on their path uh, to be more resilient? Let me just drop into my
1: heart for that one. I guess just understanding that even though there you, you might be facing some real challenges and might be working through some some very difficult things that number one, you're not broken, that there's nothing wrong with you. And that woven into your, your story and woven into your experience and woven into you, you have this incredible elixir of potential that no one else in the world carries. Like there is a brilliance to you that no one else has. And it's really just a matter of finding the pathways to uncover that. And when you do, everything changes.
0: I love that. I just wrote that down. Elixir of potential. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Genevieve, thank you so much for coming on at Radical Resilience. I appreciate you and the time you took with your sparkly hat. Come <laughs> chat with me. Um, you know, on the opposite side of the world, legit, the opposite side of the world. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of Radical Resilience. We do this every week, same time, same place. It is okay to not be okay. You don't have to go through it alone. You're not alone and you are resilient. Thank you. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.